BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today, coming your way from the VCY American Network. Today is going to be a little unusual for a program, though we have done this in the past. Let me just set the stage for this. Many years ago, uh, wooden crates or wooden boxes were used to deliver goods around the country to retail stores. And as you can imagine, there was a plethora of these wooden boxes all over the place. Many were discarded. Some were used for storing things, but somewhat similar in nature to cardboard boxes today being disposed of. But in any regard, these soap boxes were readily available because they often they had uh, these boxes and then they deliver soap and they were called soap boxes, uh, readily available, rather easy to carry around. And they became a platform for someone to stand upon, perhaps at a street corner or some setting, then they would, you know, that would have a lot of people around it. And they'd be able to stand up in that soap box and deliver some impromptu speech on some issue of significance to them. Some places actually had a speaker's corner for speeches like that to take place. Well, uh, you know, we cover many issues here on Crosstalk, and we know there are many more things that are happening in communities around the country, uh, perhaps uh, in your backyard, like in Gregory County, South Dakota, where there is this pump project under consideration, taking water from the Missouri River, holding it in this reservoir, uh, creating hydropower, and the impact this may have upon the land or upon the river itself, or a carbon capture pipeline going through the Midwest, or the proliferation of the LGBTQ activism and drag queen story hours, or the matter of abortion. There are many things happening in states and communities across the nation. And sometimes people say, why don't you cover this issue? Well, today we're going to invite you to get on your soapbox and be able to speak on an issue of concern to you. We're going to limit you to around a minute so that we can have the opportunity to take calls from multiple individuals who listen to Crosstalk. But we're calling today's program Speeches from the Soapbox and giving you opportunity to simply call and address a matter of concern to you. We know there are times in which we have guests on the program and and uh, they're not able to, um, time gets away and we're not able to get as many calls as, as uh, what we would like to and you have something passionate on your heart you want to say on that particular issue. And uh, today we'd like to open our phone lines right now at the outset of this crosstalk for speeches from the soapbox. And this is your opportunity to stand on that soapbox and uh, share up to a minute on an issue of significance to you, an opinion that uh, would like to express on a number of issues of concern to you. Our telephone number to crosstalk is 800 729 9829. That's 1 800 733 9829. I'm correcting that number there, 800 733 9829. The other number takes you to our main switchboard, but 1 800 733 9829. At the other number, the first number I gave you, by the way, uh, takes you to the number yesterday we had Rich Cristiano and we offered uh, Play the Flute and Secrets of Jonathan Speary with that uh, complimentary copy of the Gospel of John. Our lines were really packed at that uh, number I gave you yesterday, and if you tried to get through, you could not. Please know you can reach out even uh, today, this afternoon, at 800-729-9829 and uh, request the Secrets of Jonathan Speary, Play the Flute, that complimentary copy of the Gospel of John is included with that packet here during this 30-day period, and uh, that's available online, vcyamerica.org, or by calling 800-729-9829. But today on Crosstalk, and uh, I'll give you the number again, all the lines are filled up already, uh, but uh, this is an opportunity for you to call and to address an issue of, of concern that you want, believe other listeners need to know about as well. Speeches from the soapbox today here on Crosstalk. So write down our number as soon as you hear somebody hang up, this will be your opportunity uh, to place your call, the number 800-733-9829. We're going to begin in Pensacola, Florida, and uh, Julie, here's your opportunity to get on your soapbox. Okay, thank you. I want to say that what really bothers me is the COVID, and all along, I never had it, and I never protected myself from getting it, and I lived my life normal, like I normally would. And 
I was around, I went to the stores and everything. All I want to say is that I really believe in my heart, and I, you know, I don't want to start a fight with anybody, but I really thought that it was a flu or whatever virus that was just had a name to it and was over media, you know, over just because of hate just because of hate towards our president or towards the way he was running things, you know, other from other countries, and they didn't want to pay what Trump was asking. I don't know, but uh, we had a good president, and I think that COVID was just used to try to destroy what good he had been doing in our country when he had jobs in our country. He had everything was running well in our country. He had the... Sure. Everything was just running well, okay. and then he and something the COVID came along and ruined it all. This pandemic, what they over media, just really ruined it all. And, and great, I got your comment here, Julia, and we're keeping it down to about a minute. We let you go just a little bit over there, but want to give the way for many people to get on their soapbox as well. Thank you for your comments, Dave in Kenosha, Wisconsin. You're next. Hi, Jim. <clears throat> I have a verse, and this is directed towards leadership especially people that preach or teach. So in 2 Timothy 4.2, preach the word to be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. I'd like to emphasize the reprove and rebuke because there's a place for that. We know our Father is loving, but that we need to be corrected. We need to be straightened out by his word and love, and to preach the full counsel of Christ without fear or favor. And uh, dear pastors out there, please, you know, that's a prayer for you, because the saints in the local churches, they need to hear the full counsel of Christ. Thank you. Great. Thank you for the call to preach the word. Winchester, Ohio. Patrick, you're on the air. Thank you, Brother Jim. Uh, as we're many of us are praying for revival in America, I just wanted to throw this out, that uh, in a spirit of love and gentleness and kindness, the spirit of our Savior, I'm praying for a return back to the King James Bible, because I feel, I believe, that that is really essential for a real genuine turnaround. God bless you. Thanks. Great. Thank you for your call. Chris in, in uh, West Dallas, Wisconsin. You're on the air, Chris. Yeah, Jim, my concern is this. Uh, we have a mutual dear friend of ours, Usama Dakdok, who, uh, you know, he, he presents a four, three and a half, four hours, as many hours as you want to allow him, a PowerPoint presentation on Islam. I, I go to church on the north side of Milwaukee, off of Titonia in Silver Spring, but just before you get there on Villard, there's an Islamic center, and I went by there the other day on a Friday. That place was packed, standing room only there. I mean, they're feeding people. They're doing all that they can possibly do to bring people in and convert them to Islam. And I can't get nobody. I reached out to pastors in West Dallas and Milwaukee trying to get Usama to speak. And nobody, no one has time to listen to his message. And it breaks my heart. That's my comment. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Soapbox speeches today. Soapbox speeches and our phone number 800 Jacqueline is next uh, from Milwaukee. You're on the air, Jacqueline. Hi, um, my name is Jacqueline Allen, and I there's a lot of people who think they can get a free pass into heaven without caring about the Second Amendment states and um, not caring about God's Word and trusting in God to get them out of situations and just um, worried about other things like bills, food, and instead of being concerned about what's actually happening and going around in our lives, I mean, with the world. Okay. Thank you for your thoughts, Jacqueline. Uh, We have Randy in Grafton, West Virginia. Randy, you're on the air. Yes, I'd like to make a statement that uh, the world is gradually being prepared for the new world order economically, socially, militarily, and politically, and religiously through the ecumenical movement. And all these wars and everything is, is just simply preparing us to accept a world ruler who can solve these, seemingly solve these problems, 
and bring peace and prosperity. A lot of the stuff is being staged by people who are pushing for that world order because of their world views and um, because they have a lot to gain by it. But it will not be until the rapture of the church that you have the, that you will last have that catalyst for it because you have the re- removal, the restraining of the Holy Spirit. You have Satan being allowed to use all of his power for deceptive purposes and the delusion coming from God. This will be what will have what will cause the new world order to to come into being. But until then, the world is being prepared for that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. A Mary in Texas here on the air. Hi there. Just wanted to say thank you for your program. I've learned so much. I'm very grateful to be able to work from home and be able to catch your show right. on those days. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that I want to have on my mind is that there, uh, there's a gentleman who called in from Wisconsin and said the church is full. I think today our churches are empty. Our churches uh, leaders are not leading people and you know aware of the times that we're in. And really, I think the on my heart is just the grieving for all the souls that don't know Christ. And yeah. I do think that we are in the, you know, coming in times that um, God professed about in Revelation. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you for your call. Uh, sadly, there's going to be a day when many will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? And Jesus uh, will say, depart me, I know you not. Uh, let's go to uh, Paul in Benton, Kentucky. You're on the air. Yeah, I love crosstalk. Love listening to you guys. The only thing I don't like is is I know is you often call always call President uh, Imposter Biden President Biden, and I never call him President. I call him Imposter Biden. And when I refer to Trump, I refer to him as President Trump because I think it was very very obvious the election was stolen. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Paul, for your thoughts. Crystal in Dover, you're on the air. Hi, I have concerns about everybody using hand sanitizer. I think just as the hospitals made superbugs, I think our society and the world will be making superbugs, and soap and water is the best. Okay. And I love your program. Thank you for listening. Let's go to Ann in Shorewood, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Yes, I would just like to say um, one thing. I was noticing on the news about the the um, travel um, restrictions or that, you know, they're trying to discourage people from going across the border to the next certain parts of Mexico. But I also, in the same time, they're letting those very people over into our country that are wreaking havoc on American citizens in Mexico. So I just don't understand it at all. So that was just my topic that I wanted to bring up today. Thank you. Great. Bye. Thank you very much. And, yeah, some things just do not make sense, do they? Uh, certainly when you have travel warnings and travel restrictions, don't go to this area, and yet the borders are become so porous. Well, friends, we're just seconds away from the break, so we're going to take the break, and we'll come back to more of your calls here today. Speeches from the Soapbox, our topic today on Crosstalk, as we cover a number of issues and topics, and uh, we know that there are many matters that are on your heart, and today's an opportunity to pull out that Soapbox and stand in, uh, on it and up to about a minute uh, to just share that uh, issue of concern that you have. And uh, we'll be back with more of your Soapbox speeches in just a minute. This is Crosstalk coming your way from VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how much can scientists tell about an animal from its fossils? Chris, they can tell quite a bit, but oftentimes they claim too much. Let me give you an example. Recently, a few fragments of teeth were found in Morocco of a mammal no bigger than a small dog. But the evolutionary discoverers claim that it was of a small elephant. Evidently, the molars were more similar to elephant molars than anything else. But they didn't stop there. They claimed that this particular elephant didn't even have a trunk and that he hid in trees and hunted at night. Caught me some slack. How can they tell this from a few tooth fragments? Now, I'm not sure what this animal was, but I'm quite certain you can't look at a tooth and know all that. Evolutionists should stop telling evolutionary stories and get back to Genesis. Thanks, Dr. Morris. For more info on Genesis, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, giving you opportunity to make your soapbox speech today here on the program and up to about a minute so we can hear from many individuals the concerns that you see about matters that are happening in, in society here today, matters going on. I Perhaps some have mentioned uh, things going on within the church, the need to proclaim biblical truth and uh, so forth. Let's go right back to the phone lines. And uh, we've got James calling in from Toma. Hi, James, you're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to point out, and there are at least three points of biblical doctrine for each of these these points. Number one, uh, we are in trouble because the the households are abandoning God. Um, you know, people are into pornography, they're into drinking, uh, drugs, um, amorality with you know, marital infidelity. Uh, what? just completely disregarding the biblical standard for physical intimacy. Um, We're in trouble because the churches and their pastors are lazy. Lazy. They will not teach the gospel. They will not spread the gospel. They will not share the gospel. And their neighbors are dying in sin and sinning to a point of death and causing by their sin all of these things that we're facing now, because we don't get out and share the gospel, and our pastors don't preach the gospel. Mine does, but uh, generally the church pastors in the communities don't teach the gospel from the pulpit, and the churches aren't getting out and and getting into the community. Thank Uh, you, James. We're up against the clock here, but thank you for sharing. I know you have more to share, but uh, we're going to have to limit you there. Thank you. Uh, Josh is next in Waukesha. You're on the air. Hi. um, Thanks for having me on. Um, I just want to speak on um, the importance of what it says in Revelation about the saints are those who have the Torah and the testimony of Yeshua. And I know that there's many who will come and claim that Yeshua is who he is, but will then still deceive many. And he'll say to many to depart from him because they're practicing lawlessness. And we know that sin is any time that you transgress the law. And it's very important uh, that people turn to repentance, to the Torah, understand the Ten Commandments are just the start. And the people aren't even keeping the Fourth Commandment of Sabbath. They're switching it to the eighth day or the first day of the week instead of the seventh day. People are eating pork. And these are all things teaching a different law. And Deuteronomy 13 says that if anyone comes and teaches a different law, that they are teaching a different God. Thank you very much. And you're at the end of your time here as well. I will say this, though, that Christ is the end of the law. Christ fulfilled the law. And we can be so thankful for that, that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, Richard is next in, uh, let's see, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Hello, Jim. Hey, thanks for a great show. You know, uh, I, I, I was reminded uh, when you start talking about soapbox, something to get up on your soapbox with, is a quote uh, is in one of uh, Erwin Lutzer's book where he says, it is better to tell the truth and be hated for it than to tell a compassionate lie. And I think we, we are, there's so much evidence of compassionate lies in our nation and our society today, in our schools. And, it, and it's our parents, it's our teachers, it's ourselves. Uh, we're afraid to tell the truth, the truth of the Bible. We're afraid to hurt people's feelings. It's, it's in the pulpits. It, it's, it's everywhere. So let's, let's not be afraid to tell the truth. Thank you for your call. Alice is next, Centerton, Arkansas. Thank you so much. My greatest burden is people that go to church, are they doing what's right in their own eyes? We must all obey the Word of God, as God has given us a wonderful Word to live by. And the devil, it says, has transformed himself into an angel of light. But Jesus told us to watch and pray. If we have a love for the truth, we will know the truth of God's Word. May God help America. We are a nation that's forgotten God. Hmm. I'm afraid righteous judgment is coming. Thank you, Alice, for your call here today. Uh, Lori, in the upper portion of the uh, 
Michigan, Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Go ahead. You're on the air. Um, hi. I was. Um, my burden has been uh, for a long time now. As I be, after I got saved, I started reading through the Bible over and over again, and it just to me it seemed as though there was cherry picking going on in a lot of churches I saw. Well, there's a remnant of people that really love Jesus who have come to know Him, and then I know that when I read the Bible, it talks about there's tares amongst the wheat. That's not our job to take them out now. Um, but I, I just looked at um, the scriptures as I began to read them. I asked the pastor in an evangelical church once, I said, so how did the people in the Old Testament get saved? Did they get saved through Jesus Christ? And did they get their righteousness from him? And he said, well, yes, they, they had to. And, I, and then I said, well, go read Ezekiel chapter 18. I said, um, it says, if the wicked turn from a sin that he's committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live and not die. All his transgressions he committed will not be mentioned against him, unto him and his righteousness he, that he has done, he shall live. But if a righteous turn, the righteous turn away from his righteousness and commits, committeth iniquity and doeth according to the abominations that the wicked man doeth, shall he live. All his righteousness that he has done shall not be mentioned in his trespass that he trespasses, in his sins that he has sins, in them shall he die. So I, you know, it's confused me because... When you look at the parables, you see the, the ten virgins, five of them. And I tell you what, I don't have time to go through that. You've used up a more a minute and a half here. But thank you for getting in your soapbox and uh, sharing your, your concern here today. Devin in Lodi, Minnesota, you're on the air. Yeah, good afternoon. I just had some food for thought. Unfortunately, sometimes to uh, speak loudly, we have to vote with our dollars. And for a long time, even prior to covid I've been very adamant not to buy any products that come from China. And I know we're getting <laughs> not much of options in that way in a lot of things anymore. But whenever we purchase China-made products, we are endorsing or condoning uh, the slavery that goes on in China, the uh, communist agenda and party, and the persecution of Christians in that country, as well as quite possibly a country take over the United States and could care less whether we live or die. So I just wanted to encourage people, next time you grab something off the shelf you think you need, if you have an option to buy something made somewhere other than China or those countries that are similar uh, and can't find an option, ask yourself if you really need it. And if you do have an option, please support uh, domestic-made products or those from countries that share our values. Thank you, Devin. Thank you for the call. Joseph is next. Phoenix, Arizona, you're on the air. Yes. Um, when, when, all, when the communism went down in the late 80s, early 90s, I pointed out that they still control our universities, and this was permitted. They control the public schools, and yet we have Republican governors, Republican-controlled state legislatures, presidents, Republican-controlled Senate and Congress, and I don't think one solitary little thing has ever been done about allowing communists, and, and worse than that, to... Con- to poison the minds of the youth, the youth who are there to learn. Is it any wonder we've produced a generation of communists? We've, we've, the Republicans haven't done anything to stop this. Why can't they remove these people from, from um, controlling the schools when they have control of every form of government? Okay. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, Dolores in Silver Bay, Minnesota, you're on the air. Uh, yes, my concern has been for a long time the lack of prayer in the churches. I'm an older woman. When I was a girl, every serious Christian was at the Wednesday night prayer meeting praying for the community and the church and the pastor. Now, if you have six or ten people at a prayer service, In a small church, you're doing very well. And the book of Acts is plumb full of the admonition, pray with me, pray for me, pray for open hearts. And that's my soapbox. Thank you very much for sharing that. I I remember Peter, it was called Peter Dynamite, Peter Dynica from uh, Slavic Gospel uh, Association, and uh, who had uh, much prayer, much power, little prayer, little power, no prayer, no power. Rodney is next in Plano, Texas. Rodney, you're on the air. Well, I believe that um, 
so-called President Biden stood and the Democrats stood the election from um, re-electing President Trump. And I don't think that they're going to change things since the Democrats are in power. They want to stay in power. So same old, same old next time. Okay. Thank you very much. And let's see, we've got uh, Deb next in Richland Center, Wisconsin. You're on the air. I just don't think that Wisconsin understands um, how much is at stake if we lose the Supreme Court justice. So I hope people are out there thinking about Dan Kelly. I just don't think enough's being done, and we need to stay pro-life. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Here's a caller who does not want to be identified from Des Moines, Iowa. You're on the air. Hello. Um, I'm just kind of saddened by some of the assumptions made by people that are uh, talking. Um, The Fellowship of Christ is within our community, not within a church. I mean, everybody discusses issues all the time at, like, coffee shops, outside of church, but nobody comes together and talks to it to, like, a point. Do you understand what I mean? That they don't come to a point? Yeah, I mean, like, we we all have our complaints, but we don't meet the strangers that our complaints are facing, you know? And I think that was Jesus' message when he threw a table in the temple, was that everybody gathered around the table, but nobody talked about solutions. Okay, well, yeah, that was not the point of what we have in Scripture. Certainly there was a desecration of the temple that was going on itself and made it, as Jesus said, you've made this a den of thieves. It was not that they were not communicating with one another, but... Thank you for taking time to carve out to share your speech from the soapbox. Wally is next in, uh, uh, let's see, West uh, Richland, Washington. You're on the air. Yeah, thank you for having me on. What I want to say is uh, Proverbs 28, 1 and 2. Been on my heart for a long time. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. For the transgression of a land, many are the princes thereof. But by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. My concern these days is our youth and the propaganda that they're under, because they're without discernment in their young ages, and that doesn't come till later. And by that, we are losing our Constitution and our country, and we are going to lose our First and Second Amendment rights, which are your defense against an abusive government, and overreaching government. And 2 Timothy 3, 2 through 5 says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. Yeah, indeed. Thank you. I'm out of time. And uh, up uh, to the break here, we'll be back in a minute. Thanks for listening to Crosstalk. The New England Primer was introduced in Boston in 1690 by Benjamin Harris. It was the first textbook printed in America. For a century after its introduction, it was the beginning textbook for students, and until well into the 20th century, it continued to be a principal text in all types of American schools. The founders, as well as millions of other Americans, learned to read from the New England Primer and the Bible. The core of the Primer is its rhyming alphabet such as for letter A, in Adam's fall, we send all. The letter G, as runs the glass, man's life doth pass. It also included lessons for youth, Bible questions, and a shorter catechism. A pocket-sized hardcover edition of this 1777 historical reprint is available for a donation of $9 or more by calling VCY at 1-800-729-9829. Ask for the New England Primer.
This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Speeches from the soapbox. Yeah, it's a very unusual topic here today, but every now and then we've uh, done this a few times over the past several years to allow you to get out your soapbox, stand on it, and uh, make a, a, a about a minute speech here and uh, share a matter of concern on your heart. And uh, many are doing that today. Let's go right back to the phone lines to uh, Spencer, Tennessee. We have Ed on the air with us. Hi, Ed. Go ahead. Hello there. I My uh, soapbox um, is that um, is the coming of the Lord. Now, it's been said, you know, Christ is going to come as a thief in the night, but that is that is not for the bride of Christ. That is for those that uh, do not watch. Christ is the bridegroom. We are the bride of Christ, and there is no thief in the night concept for the wedding. So just get that out of your mind. The thief in the night is not for the bride of Christ. It is for those that have rejected Christ and Israel that played so hard. Get the thief in the night out of your head if you're in Christ. Okay. Amen. Thank you, Ed, for your thoughts. Blanche in Delsman, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Yes, I'm very grateful that um, Kevin McCarthy gave the tapes of the January 6th riot to Tucker Carlson and that Tucker Carlson is uh, showing it on the air for all to see, and so we can see the truth, and that police officer was not killed in the riot. He uh, died later, I believe two days later, of a stroke. So it's wonderful to see the truth come out, and I don't know if we ever would have learned it if if, um, Tucker Carlson had not been given the tape and if he had not shown it. So... Let the, the truth be out there, and I'm great, very grateful that that has happened. Gives a whole new perspective on January 6th, doesn't it? Oh, totally, totally. It's the truth, and it's really scary. The uh, the liberal reaction, their uh, strong reaction, negative reaction to, to the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really scary. It speaks volumes. So thank God for Kevin McCarthy, and thank God for Tucker Carlson. Thank you, Blanche, for your comments here. Let's go to Lee in New Philadelphia, Ohio. You're on the air. Hi, Jim. I'm a pastor, and I'm here to say it's been three years. It's time to come back. Hmm. Like a lot of churches in our local area, I've lost two-thirds of my congregation due to COVID. It's time to come back. We're still preaching the full counsel of God. Uh, The ministry hasn't changed. The focus hasn't changed. It's still salvation through Jesus Christ. Nothing has changed except the pews are empty. It's time for people to come back. You know, if you can go to the grocery store and the doctor and every other place known to man, it's time to come back to the house of God. Thank you, Pastor, for sharing your heart with us on that. And I'm just reminded, you know, from the book of Hebrews, to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. It says, as the manner of some is, but but to, as so much the more as you see the day approaching, we to come together to encourage one another, uh, to build one another up. It's uh, very vital that we do that. You know, Jim, we have an online congregation, and I'm happy to tell you we're having people saved online. Mm. The online folks are starting to come to church as well. So, you know, it did open up a faction of ministry that Mm. we didn't have before, but it's still time for people to come back and worship in the house of God. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you for your call today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jim. Sure. Lopez in Eagle, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Hi, I'd like to mention one thing about uh, the military. Um, I know a couple of friends that have always wanted to go in there, and they're afraid to because even though there's talk about the military walking back their COVID restrictions, and the Air Force is now trying to reinstate some of the people they kicked out, most of my friends are very hesitant to go in there because of uh, what they're afraid the government could just take that all away. And I guess I'm just trying to say is, we don't know the future, but that doesn't mean we have to be afraid, because if you're a Christian, you believe in Christ, you know he's going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess telling people, if you want to go in the military, go in the military, but don't be afraid of what's going to happen. That's in God's hands, not yours. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Lopez. Uh, Brian is next, Chicago, Illinois. You're on the air. Yeah, uh, I like and understand... Uh, why all these churches today are following uh, Babylonianism, uh, and why would you assemble to churches in that kind of regard when the devil basically controls when you guys uh, give up 
uh, I mean, Forest Christmas and Forest Easter, and uh, and say push other places as cults, and you look at uh, Laodicean or uh, churches, Sabbath the Sabbath, the Torah is the Torah, Christ is our Savior, uh, He's the Yeshua HaMashiach, the divine law that has not changed, God has not changed at all. We should be assembling on the Sabbath and to say that He is our Sabbath rest and nothing excuse. Don't follow the lies. You guys lost the Council of Trent and you guys support all these pagan holidays and you follow the Catholic Church. Okay, thank you, Brian, for getting on your soapbox. And certainly it does bear comment there as well. Uh, uh, first of all, as we shared earlier, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. You find that in Romans chapter 10, verse 4, that we're told that the law in Galatians is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, okay? And and Christ is one who fulfilled the law. And and uh, indeed, we celebrate the birth of the Savior that came. The angels rejoiced. The shepherds rejoiced. I don't see any reason why we can't rejoice in that either, Brian. And and my, to glory in the resurrection. If if there had been no resurrection, our faith would be in vain. So critically important that uh, we re- remember the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the very heart of the gospel. Let's go next to Christine in Racine, Wisconsin. Christine, you're on the air. Hi, Jim. I don't want to be perceived as negative, but uh, that seems to be the dynamic if you're in our churches and the church that I um, don't attend very often any longer because to talk truth and what's happening is, is frowned upon. It's looked at as negative, political, and uh, I think the lack of discernment is so is so profound, and it, it is laid at the doorstep of our pastors because having a family member who comes from a communist country and the one who comes from Nazi Germany, uh, we are history is repeating itself, and we are for, we are we we are forced now to silence ourselves. And we should not be silenced because lives are lost. Lives on every level, from the COVID lies, from the lies of January 6th. I mean, this, this information was out there three years ago. And I, I've known it for that long. You try to talk to people and you're, 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 you're shut down. You're trying to save people's lives. And this information, the darkness allows you to speak the truth of the gospel into people's hearts and give them the only hope that that stands. But the, but the church seems to want to hunker down in their pietistic model and just hide in their in their four walls, and uh, uh, because we don't want to offend someone. But, well, the truth is the truth. Thank you, Christine. And it, no matter what front it stands on, and Christ is the answer. But you know, you have to bring the bad news before the good news is. Thank you, Christine, for your call here today, Eric in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Uh, yes, hi, Jim. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, it's going to feel good to get this off my chest. Uh, call it a personal conviction, if you want, but. As Christians, we know that the words that come out of our mouth are so important, and we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful of the witness that we're being, especially if we have a public forum. And there are a lot of euphemisms that are used, even by Christians, for the names of the Lord and God. For example, gosh and gee, and the worst one, geez. How can a Christian that has the Holy Spirit use these words so flippantly Another one is the word holy, the word that is such an awesome attribute of God, the holiness of God. He is holy. Our Lord Jesus is holy. And then we want to flippantly exclaim something about cows or smoke or whatever, and that just really bothers me. And apparently pastors are not uh, teaching their congregations to not use these phrases and words as Christians, it does not show a good witness of the Lord, the Holy Lord Jesus Christ. And then you want to talk about cows and turn around and sing the great hymns of the church. And I've brought this up to the previous uh, good man that I love uh, that precedes this program on his evening programs. He will often exclaim, holy cow. Eric, thank like you, friends. thank you. I've got, got we got your point, and and uh, certainly we would let you speak here beyond the time. But thank you for getting on your soapbox and and sharing your concern, your passion there, Frank in Pleasant City, Ohio. You're on the air. Go ahead. You know, I I listen to the people talking, and, and I tell you, if you want to divulge in a great study, 
and and look look in your congregations and understand what Jesus is talking about when he says many are called but few are chosen. And that's all I have to say, but if if you just indulge in that study right there, you'll have a better understanding on on what heaven's all about. There's many who are called but few are chosen. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Just to the previous caller, let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord. Uh, My strength, my Redeemer, really, that needs to be the prayer of our heart. Uh, William East Troy, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Uh, Brother Jim, thank you yesterday for having Rich Cristiano on. I'm a former Catholic myself, and something you kept saying to the people calling, you kept calling people friends. And it's amazing that I think many Christians today profess Christ as Savior, but they don't know him as their friend. And in John 15, he says, As the Father hath loved me, so I have I loved you. Continually, continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my Father, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full." This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do it soever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you." These things I command you, that you love one another. Hmm. Do we love the lost enough to put our pride away and be humble to win them to the Savior? I don't know how many people really know Christ as friend. Thank you, Thank you for your program. Thank you for your call. Let's go to George in uh, Geneva, Ohio. You're on the air. Jim, why do we continue, as people across America, continue to buy Chinese products when we know they're out to bury us, to take over the world? Uh, you know, think about that when you go in the stores. Uh, am I, what am I, why am I uh, buying anything from China? Don't buy it. Same <laughs> room for American products, basically. Uh, that's about all i got to say on that. Thank you for Thank the you. call. And Elena in McQuantico, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I just wanted to talk about this Wisconsin Supreme Court race that's coming up this April 4th. I mean, it's crucial we get constitutional conservative Dan Kelly on the bench again. I will turn 18 literally just six days before the general. Hmm. So this election will be the first one in which I vote. And I bet a lot of people are thinking, you know, I'm just not going to vote because the machines are hacked anyway, and my vote will be stolen, and the deep state is just going to win anyway, so why vote? Well, I understand that mindset. Sometimes it seems like our voting is useless. But the sovereignty of the vote is incredible. If only a few of us go out and vote on election day, then the very reason that many conservatives wouldn't vote becomes true. We only make the machines dictate the outcome of the election when we refuse to override the algorithm. If only a few of us go out to vote for Dan Kelly, our votes may not matter. That is why we need the ground to swell. We need hundreds of thousands of conservatives to go out to the polls and vote. It is then that we will overrun the planned algorithms of the machines and win the victory for Supreme Court justice. Okay, thank you, Elena, for the call. And uh, congratulations, a pretty happy birthday to you, and being able to cast your first vote in the election coming up in the state of Wisconsin here this April 4th. Back in just a minute, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. We'll get right back to your soapbox speeches here after the break here on Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Today, a little different commentary. We just released a brand new 30-minute show that is nothing but, well, a piano and my singing the classic hymns. But first, I tell the story behind each hymn. I'm finding that more and more Christians, and even those who are unchurched or have walked away from the church, they're looking for hope. They're looking for a message of hope and reassurance. I think we can take the classic hymns and turn them into an opportunity of ministry, but also evangelism. I've been shocked over the last, well, 24 hours since releasing that first broadcast, how many people are emailing us that have said, I walked away from the faith, I've left the church, but hearing those stories and songs again from my childhood, it's got me decided to return once again to exploring the truth of the Christian faith. Let's take the opportunity with all the craziness in the world to offer the biblical hope that can be found in the lives and testimonies of great hymns and their authors. I'm Brandon House.
Yes, a very unusual day here in Crosstalk, but giving you opportunity to pull out your soapbox and uh, make your soapbox speech here today on the broadcast. Speeches from the soapbox. Our topic today on Crosstalk, let's get right back to the phone lines for this final segment. We're going to begin with uh, Pastor Mark in Missouri. Good afternoon, Pastor Mark. You know, there are people that um, hold to the law. They base their salvation on what they do as opposed to what Christ has done. He paid the price. He died. We are living by grace in Christ alone, through his finished work alone, plus nothing. And if you look at, and I hope people will turn to Galatians 5, 4, it says, you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You don't have Christ. And it says this, that you who are trying to be excuse me you who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ and here's the kicker you have fallen away from grace we are only saved by the grace of Christ and that's sad because on that day whoever held to the law isn't going to be saved but whoever trusted in the grace work of Christ mm-hmm his finished work, death, burial, and resurrection, he will be saved. We are only saved by the grace of Christ, not of works, not of the law, lest anyone should boast. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for your call. Fred in Milwaukee, you're on the air. Yes, I wanted to mention the idea that uh, Christmas celebrated is something called the Saturnalia Festival, and that Easter is the resurrection of Ishtar along with the fact that predestination is a word in the Greek prohorizo, which means that God does everything or he does nothing. And God does not love everybody according to Jacob and Esau, and you find that in Romans 9.13. And if you study Romans 9.22, it says there's many vessels of wrath fitted for destruction. God creates all good and evil, and you look at Isaiah 45.7, and we have to repent, or repentance turn to God, which is Jeremiah thirty-one eighteen. And our new birth comes from heaven above, Palm Genesia, what Jesus talked about with Nicodemus. And Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, 100% God, man. And you've got to have a daily cross that's the self and self-denial. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily, but he was talking about the fact that he was sharing the gospel with people and he was being persecuted for it. Thank you, Fred, for your comments here. Your time is up here as well, and much to be said in that regard. But as, you know, we commented earlier as well, I mean, even the the, the angels, we see the Resurrection Day here, Fred, and, and to others. Uh, why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Go tell the disciples what praise and grace, uh, you know, the, the praise and thanksgiving we can have in such time that we serve a risen Savior. And uh, that's not something we're to celebrate. Um, whoa, my. Okay, let's go to Judy next, East Troy, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Yes, this is Judy here. I wanted to say that Many civilizations, ancient ones, fallen ones, were, I think, because they murdered their children. They sacrificed them to false gods. And that today we do the same when we abort our children. It is not God's will. He said in Isaiah, I knew you. When you were not yet formed and still in the womb, when that abortion is not a right, like the news media so often says, and the left repeats considerably on the media. Thank it you, Judy. It is not a right. It is still wrong. It is not God's word. And I think that is the key to solving our problems in the nation first. Thank you, Judy. Thank you for your call. And by the way, that verse is Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Uh, let's go to Kay in Kansas. You're on the air. Uh, yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I want to say that, yes, indeed, we are saved by faith, by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ, the finished work of his on the cross. 
I want to also say that the Old Testament is uh, not irrelevant to us. We do not do the ceremonial or Levitical law because of Christ's finished work on the cross. But the Old Testament is very valuable for a nation that is to be uh, run by God's people, how to do it. And God does say that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge in Hosea 4.6. And all the solutions are in the Bible of how to right this ship before final judgment comes. And what is happening to us is what God talks about in Leviticus 18. We are being vomited out of our land. And God does not give multiple choice solutions on how to right that. And it is because of the defilement of the shedding of innocent blood. Yeah. The defilement from that, God says there's only one solution, not multiple choice. Thank it you, is Kay. by the blood of him who sheddeth it. And he doesn't say, except for the United States, mm-hmm. you know, they have to go through their politicians. No, God says, my people, this is your, you are to see to it Thank that you, Kay. this is taken care of. Thank you, Kay. Appreciate your call here from Kansas. Indeed, there is great value in the Old Testament. Of the, as Romans fifteen four says, that, that the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, Joel next from Grinnell, Iowa. You're on the air. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, going off of what the, one of the previous callers uh, talked about, I believe her name was Elena, she said, talking about how she's going to be voting for the first time. I voted for the first time yesterday in my entire life. I'm 18 years old myself. Hmm. I voted in a, it was a local school election. But praise God and thank the Lord for the fact that we live in a country or we have the right to do that. Yeah. That w- watching my ballot going to the machine, knowing I was the twentieth person to have voted in that county, it, it it's a feeling and and a and a picture of the freedom we have that was only given to us by God. Study the history of the American War for Independence. We wouldn't be here without the providential hand of God. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord that we have the right to do that. Thank you so much, Jim, and God bless your ministry. Thank you, Joel, for your call here today. And uh, that closing music tells us we've run out of time here on the broadcast. I, so we apologize to others on hold here, but we're so grateful for many of you taking time to call and get out your soapbox here today and just share from your heart here today a matter of concern to you. Certainly we're a, a nation, a world in great need today, but as people pointed out today, that answer is Jesus Christ. Get in his word, read it, and be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk.